Hello fellow adventurers and welcome to the Nerd Lab, where we transform our gaming passion into incredible game designs and learn how to nerd like a boss. My name is Marvin and I am an ambitious game designer on my quest to develop a cooperative fantasy card game. For this podcast, my vision is to take you with me on this exciting journey. Together we will explore the secrets of different game mechanics and reach the next level as a game designer. In episode 13 of the Nerd Lab, you will today learn more about turn order and initiative to organize combat in games. My goal for this episode is to identify the different aspects of various turn order mechanics in order to enrich our game designer mindset. Hopefully this will help all of us to create the best possible turn order mechanics for our games. That's why we will ask ourselves a number of different questions today. What do we want to achieve with a turn order or initiative system? What are the tasks that a good turn order mechanic has to fulfill? What are design challenges we will face? And how should players interact with our turn order mechanic? And how can we visualize it on the battlefield? In order to find the answers to these questions, we will of course look into existing approaches from successful card games, board games and PC games. As always in the Nerd Lab, the goal is to identify the different facets of a mechanic in order to grow as a game designer. My hope is that at the end of this episode, you will have a good overview of different turn order mechanics and hopefully some new ideas for your own design. And now for you, the main quest. Before we dive deeper into the topic, let's start by defining what a turn order mechanic actually is and define some questions we want to research today. Any kind of initiative system is primarily used to structure turn-based play to prevent combat from degenerating into absolute chaos. The turn order mechanic must not only determine the order of the players, but also take into account the actions of potential NPCs or other game-related events. Often this is more important for cooperative games. Most competitive games randomly determine who goes first and then just alternate the turns of players. In co-op games and especially RPG-like games, often a numeric method is used to generate a sequence of all combatants, often referred to as initiative. The simplest example is that each player and each monster is assigned a value between 1 and 10, for example via a dice roll. After that, each combatant gets his turn in ascending or descending order. But the turn order, or at least a more sophisticated initiative system can be much more than a simple mechanic to handle the order during a combat. It can be used to handle the number of actions a player can take. It can manage the pace of a fight and even be a tool to balance certain abilities. But more on that later. For now let's say a good initiative system can take over a lot of tasks in your game. But this also leads to some design challenges. While initiative is quite effective in structuring your combat system, it also adds complexity in form of another metric to keep track of. The main question I have asked myself over and over again is how do I keep track of the initiative order? I am sure this is a problem many other people know from their RPG sessions when you have to keep track of 10 or more competence with changing initiative values each turn. This can definitely cause a headache for the dungeon master. But this is only one of the questions I came up with. Altogether, I see some questions you have to answer when you are designing an initiative system. The first one is, which tasks do you want your turn order mechanic to take care of? 
And how do you want to determine the turn order? Which metric do you want to use? And depending on the used metric, you also have to ask yourself how to handle multiple identical values in the initiative system. What happens if two players or a player and an enemy act on initiative value 5? Does this mean they strike each other at the same time simultaneously? Or does the player have to choose who goes first? The next question I've asked myself is, can players manipulate the turn order? And if yes, how so? And another question is, how do you want to keep track of the initiative values? How do you visualize the turn order on the battlefield? I know this were a lot of questions in a row, but uh, don't worry, we are going through all of these questions one by one. Let's start with question one. Which tasks do you want your turn order mechanic to take care of? As we have already learned, and all of you are probably aware of, turn order mechanics are used to structure the turn order and generate a sequence of competence. But beyond the order, initiative can also be means to determine the speed of actions. Let me give you a short example. A character has a limited amount of action points. He or she has to spend three action points to perform a simple sword strike, while a special attack would require him or her to spend five action points. In this example, the initiative is not only determining the, the order, but can also be a means to balance spells and abilities and give more depth to battles. In this example, the reason for that is that the turn order mechanic is linked to the resource system of the game. In that case, the action point. In general, one could say turn order mechanics are well suited to be combined with other game mechanics. But not only fights can get more depth, but also the character development, because you give players the possibility to specialize in one direction. Someone may want to play the fast and agile rogue, who always acts first with his daggers. Another player prefers to wield the heavy warhammer with devastating consequences. Both players will choose entirely different abilities and spells with aspects to their envisioned character development. So with a clever initiative system, we could create different play styles and another option of character specialization. More complex initiative mechanisms are also able to manage not only the order, but also the frequency of actions per turn. In our previous example, the rogue might be able to perform two attacks with his daggers, while the Warhammer swinging dwarf will only get one shot with his hammer. In summary, it can be said that the initiative can take on the following tasks for us game designers. Initiative can structure turn-based play by managing the sequence of competence. Sure. It can also manage the pace of actions, for example the fast dagger versus a slow Warhammer. It can manage the number of actions if it is combined with a resource system. It can balance the power of actions. Depending on your game, fast actions could be cheaper but less powerful. Or they could be more expensive because it is very valuable to act earlier in the turn order. By having these decisions available, uh, you will add a tactical element to combat and increase its depth. And the turn order mechanics and initiative systems can also create a possibility of character specialization by allowing different play styles. These are various tasks that could be taken over or at least be actively influenced by a turn order mechanic. And I'm sure there are many, many more. As always, this list is not exhaustive. No one can tell you which of the turn order interpretations would be the best for your game. Typically, you already know what you want to achieve in your game. And maybe you got some inspiration from that list. The next question I've asked myself was, how do you want to determine the turn order? Which metric do you want to use? Typically, initiative is based on character actions, 
such as attacks, spells, movement and so on. However, some initiative systems add other aspects, such as characters' agility, movement, speed or weight of equipment, in order to modify the base initiative. There are also many systems whose primary purpose is to determine the order regardless of the character action. If that is what you are looking for, you could use an easy system, such as card-based turn order, or you could let players decide themselves who goes first. Another method is to let players use a limited resource, for example force points in Star Wars card game, to manipulate their initiative. By that you add another tactical element to your game. In a competitive game you could also use some sort of bidding mechanic, where players have to spend a limited resource to fight for the best spots in the turn order. This is especially interesting if initiative is an important tactical element of your combat system. As you see, initiative can be based on various different values or resources and what is the right one for your game really depends on your theme and your combat system. Here are some examples of values that could be the basis for your initiative system. For example, you could use character actions such as attacks, spells, skills, movement. But you could also uh, add character equipment to the equation. For example, example the dagger that is faster than the warhammer or you could use characters values for example agility dexterity or movement speed to determine the initiative or you could use the weight of the equipment some kind of load mechanic so if you're wearing wearing too many equipment pieces you get slower in combat or you could combine the turn order with another resource system of your game for example um, how many action points you spend for your spell or ability determines uh, your spot in the turn order. In many systems also an element of luck is added to the turn order mechanic. Something like rolling a die or drawing a modifier card to determine a numeric value that then is added to your base initiative value. Regarding the metric I have only one thing that I would like to mention here at the moment. If you go with the system with low numbers let's say something from 1 to 10 you will face the problem that oftentimes combatants will act on the same value. If you increase the range to let's say 1 to 100, the chance of simultaneous actions is reduced but not eliminated. If you want to make sure that no one never acts on the same time, you have to make every instance unique. This is for example possible if you have a finite amount of ability cards. I think Robo Rally has a system like that. The next question I have asked myself during the process of creating an initiative system for my game was how can players manipulate the turn order? If initiative is an important tactical aspect of your game, chances are high that you want to give your players an ability to manipulate their position in the turn sequence. Be it to simply act before the enemies or to perform a timely planned sequence of effects harmonized with the actions of your allies. This is again especially true for cooperative games. However, this manipulation of the turn order should not come without a cost. Interesting gameplay situations arise when the modification comes with a drawback or leave the player or the team with a trade-off decision. Therefore, I have listed some possible game aspects that could be used to modify the turn order and initiative either by players or by monsters. For example, you could use your spells to increase your position. Uh, you could use a haste spell or a slow spell. Or unforeseen environmental effects could affect your space on the turn order. For example, a player could be stuck in quicksand. 
Another way to improve your position in the turn order could be by spending resources that are typically used for other aspects of the game, such as discarding cards from your hand or spending action points or spending mana or spending life points. Or you could add the possibility into your game that players can hold their action to consciously act one after another. For example, to give another player a strength buff before uh, his or her attack is performed. And you could also add a mechanic that allows players to borrow initiative from their next turn that could act as some kind of oh shit button where players uh, are allowed to act earlier this turn um, but then will be later in the next turn. Or you could add some kind of choker that could be one result of a die roll or one card in the turn order deck that acts as a choker which allows a player to act whenever he or she wants during this turn. From my perspective, manipulating the turn order is very exciting. It's maybe one of the most exciting mechanics in co-op games. Why though? Because it requires intelligent and tactical thinking of the players. The players need to anticipate and plan several actions ahead in order to make a decision who should act now and who should act later. The final question I've asked myself was a KO criteria for a lot of ideas that I had. And the question was, how do you want to keep track of the initiative values and how do you visualize the turn order on the battlefield? So how to visualize the turn order was a huge design challenge for me because I can easily have 10 or more competents in my game. If you place a numeric value on each single one, it can be messed to keep track of who is next in the turn order. In addition, you must also remember or mark who has already been taken their turn. If you have a representative game element, such as a token or a card for each participant, you could arrange these elements in order to make them visible to everyone at the table. It may also be worth using an extra bar on a game board for this purpose, if you have a game board. Or you could sort a deck with a card for each participant according to the order and only reveal the top card one after another to show the active player. If not all players know the turn order exactly or the order is maybe determined randomly, there you could use this method to add additional tension. An excellent example of this is Aeon's End, where the turn order is indeed random and you are always in fear uh, that the enemies are acting before you this turn. If you have a good idea or know a game that can display changing initiative values of a variety of participants quickly and clear on the battlefield, let me know. I haven't seen an elegant solution yet. In Gloomhaven, for example, all the monsters of one kind always act simultaneously. This is a way to reduce the number of combatants involved. But the initiative values of the players and the monsters are distributed across different cards on the entire battlefield. This often leads to a situation in which you lose the overview and sometimes forget one combatant. We only solved this problem by introducing the Gloomhaven helper app, a digital support tool, which displays the turn order on a monitor. As already said, I think tracking initiative can easily become some kind of hassle instead of a fun game experience. Therefore, I think you have to make sure that it doesn't cost too much time and effort for your players to track the initiative or the turn order. These were not all the questions I asked myself during the process of creating my own initiative system, but they were the most important ones for me. 
Now I'll go through some exemplary turn order mechanics. Some of them have been inspired by various RPG systems, but not all of them. The first one I would like to talk about is bidding for initiative. Players can spend a limited resource to bid, often blind bidding, for initiative or a better spot in the turn sequence. Uh, an example would be Star Wars The Card Game, where you are able to discard cards from your hand uh, that grant you a number of force icons, which are displayed on each card. Whoever spends more force points wins the initiative battle and will strike first in the next combat. I really like the mechanic because it creates, again, an interesting trade-off decision. You can decide to spend the card to increase your initiative, or at least the chance to have a better initiative, or to keep the card for the future. The next example is one that maybe is not applicable for most of the games. Uh, it is the first person who talks, uh, and it means that the initiative is handled by just being the first to say something. This motivates players to act quickly and it encourages table talk. But, for example, it is not applicable for a cooperative game where you have some kind of AI because monsters just simply can't speak. Games that use this mechanic, uh, as far as I know, are Truth and Justice and Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies. The next example is called Players Choose Initiative. In that case, enemies have to go first because they pose the dramatic question towards the players and cause the initial pressure. Then players can decide the turn order themselves without a mechanic to support them. This could lead to very tactical decisions um, between the players, but would not allow for any other mechanics that could then manipulate the turn order, for example. The next mechanic or the next example is called when and how often. The initiative number in that case does not only determine the spot in the turn sequence, but also how often you're allowed to act during this turn. For example, let's say you throw an initiative and the value is 18. You go on 18, counting down. If you do an action that only costs one point of time, then your next action will happen on the initiative 17. If you then do another action that costs maybe three points of time, then you'll do another action on 14 and so on. This is also an example of an initiative system that is very tactical due to a lot of potential combination of actions you can perform during one turn. Um, but it can be a little bit frustrating for the slower characters if uh, the fast characters uh, are having, uh, let's say, five or ten actions per turn while the slow characters only have one. The next example is one that I actually would love to see in a card game because I only know it from a computer game called Banner Saga. Uh, the name that I gave that example is Predefined Slots. Instead of having a specific slot in the turn order, there are some predefined sequences between players and monsters. Players then decide who takes which of the player spots. For example, it could be that it is always a player and a monster, a player and a monster, and a player and a monster. Um, and then you as a player or team of player decide before the combat or at the beginning of each turn which predefined player slot is taken by which character. This mechanism ensures that monsters and players get the same amount of actions but gives the players a lot of freedom to decide who 
goes first and who goes second, third and fourth, for example. The next category of examples is called random order. And it basically means that there is some kind of random selection through a deck of cards, for example. Typically, you have one card per competent and then you have two different approaches. You could either lay out the randomized cards as a queue so that everybody can see the turn order or you could always reveal the top card of the turn order deck so that there is more hidden information who will act when. Actually, I don't know which way I prefer more, but I like them both quite a bit. Uh, Myth and Mythics, for example, uses um, the way that all the cards are laid out. And Aeon's End uses the example where only the top card of the turn order deck is revealed. And Aeon's End additionally uses some kind of wild cards where the players can choose which player takes the next turn so typically you you reveal a card that says player one has to go but sometimes you reveal the wild card and then you can choose oh maybe now it's better to let player two take the turn instead and in aeons and legacy they also added a new mechanic um, that allows to add split cards to the turn order deck allowing to decide between two different players instead of all another Example for an initiative system that is actually not a turn order system is a system that uses time instead of rounds. Uh, typically, these systems are called ticks-based systems and they are used in RPGs. This is some kind of time track that is used where players can take more than one action per turn, let's say. If you're interested in these kind of mechanisms, I would advise you to uh, Google for ticks-based systems. The next example uh, I've called passing initiative with each action. And it's actually used by Artifact, the digital mobile card game. In Artifact, you have three lanes and you fight your opponent on each lane separately. And you have to win two of the three lanes to win the entire game. And in Artifact, having initiative essentially means having the first action priority in the following lane. And any action the player with initiative takes will transfer the initiative over to his or her opponent. That means if you pass, you give priority to your opponent on that lane, but you in the same time get the initiative for the next lane. That sounds easy, but it's a little bit difficult to, to get in the beginning because the actions you take on one lane affect the initiative on the, on the next lane. But I have to say that it's a simple system that yet adds so much strategy to the game. You have to decide whether you play your powerful cards first or if you want to play the more minor effects first and wait what your opponent does. That can really create some kind of mind games between you and your opponent because it can be very important to get the initiative for the next lane because there are cards that can stop the entire lane of your opponent if you are able to act first. I really like the tactical depth of this system. The last example I'm going to talk about is called the anti-initiative system. That's not really a mechanic, but more a critical question you should ask yourself. If, for example, your damage is not applied until the end of the round, it really doesn't matter who goes first. So you do not have to bother with initiative at all. And all actions can happen simultaneously. These are all the examples I want to talk about today. I know there are many more. And if you know some, 
and you want to talk about, please leave a comment on my website and we and the other listeners can discuss them further. And finally, the conclusion. And that brings us to the end of today's podcast episode. Creating a turn order system for a game can be very challenging. For me, it always felt like a trade-off between additional functionality and a lot of complexity. Many of the functionalities that I would have liked to have integrated into my turn order system, I could not implement because the increase in complexity was simply too overwhelming. But you have to remember that co-op players expect some kind of control over the turn order. If the players are supposed to work together as a team, you should work hard to give them at least some kind of agency over their position in the turn order. One additional note, in this episode I talk mainly about initiative systems in cooperative turn-based games. If you are interested in turn order in competitive games, I recommend reading the Wikipedia article about turns, rounds and timekeeping systems in games. It is well written and covers a wider range of topics than this podcast episode today. So once again, I hope I was able to give you some kind of inspiration with today's topic. My favorite turn order mechanic is currently the turn order deck from Aeon's End. What is your favorite turn order mechanic? Please leave a comment on nerdlikeaboss.com or find me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook with the hashtag nerdlikeaboss and we can discuss this further. Thank you for listening and until next week, keep shooting for the moon and nerd like a boss. <laughs>